every week, by God's good grace, we spend time on the Bible in the news to consider the latest international news stories in the light of Bible prophecy. This week, we stop to consider the reasons and benefits for doing so. This is Matt Davies joining you. The Bible is truly an amazing book, a book caused to be written by the almighty creator of the heavens and earth. A book which contains scripture which, we are told, is God-breathed, 2 Timothy 3.16, and which contains a wonderful message of hope for those who would accept its message and live by its principles. In terms of religious texts, the Bible is unique in one key area, that of prophecy. When studied and understood, Bible prophecies really do form a irrefutable proof of its divine origin, as many parts of the Bible tell of events which were then future, but which have now come to pass. When compared with the other major religious texts of our time, like the Quran, the Buddhist texts, the Sheikh texts, or even the Book of Mormon, for example, to name but a few, we see that in regards to prophecy, these other texts really do not contain any substantiated foretelling of future events on the scale that the Bible does. It really stands out as a document which cannot be cast aside as these things prove its authenticity. The foretelling of future events is indeed a hallmark of the character of the God of the Bible. He tells us in Isaiah, I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Isaiah 46 verse 9 to 10. Bible believers will understand the importance of such a claim. There is no other God but the one who has revealed his divine self in the pages of the Bible. He is the sovereign power source of the universe and it is for his purpose that things exist as they do. This truth is beautifully expressed in the scriptures. For example, in Daniel we read, Blessed be the name of God for ever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. Daniel 2 verse 20 to 22. Despite what man might think of his own importance and systems of rulership, the Bible teaches us that it is God who is actually in control. He sets up the kings and rulers and powers as he requires to fulfil his purpose. It says in Daniel 4 verse 32 that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. The prophets of the Hebrew scriptures, known as the Old Testament, are packed full 
with the foretelling of future events. The book of Daniel contains amazing prophecies spanning thousands of years and affecting millions of human lives. Events which would be impossible for a mere human to predict are clearly defined and outlined. For example, the great vision that Nebuchadnezzar had, which is recorded in Daniel chapter 2, recounts the four empires which would succeed and inherit rulership power from each other. Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greek and Roman. The prophecy accurately predicts the final downfall and dividing of the fourth Roman Empire into some strong and some weak nations. A prophecy given hundreds of years before it took place is surely amazing proof of divine inspiration. And the prophecy continues to explain that after a period in this divided state, God's kingdom will eventually be set up on earth on top of the ruins of the kingdom of men. And it is this coming kingdom that we look for. The other major and minor prophets of the Old Testament outlined wonderful prophecies. Of particular interest is a time period they were inspired to call the latter days, which beyond any shadow of a doubt we are living through right now. The latter days is the time when God's people of Israel will be gathered to their land in unbelief. Hosea 3 verse 5, Ezekiel 38 verse 16. This we have and are witnessing in our own lifetimes. Israel has now been a state for over 60 years. Within the time period of the latter days, we are told that the kingdom of God will be set up with one who will reign in righteousness. Isaiah 2 verse 2 to 5. This coming king is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, who will return to save the Jews from a time of trouble such as never was, as recorded in Deuteronomy 4.30 and Daniel 12 verse 1. He will come with his resurrected followers, the faithful, who have, granted, who have been granted the gift of eternal life at the judgment seat, Zechariah 14.1-5 and Romans 6 verse 23. He will return during that great conflict between the people of Israel and the nations of Russia, Europe, North America and the Far East, as recorded in the prophets in Ezekiel 38, Joel 3, Zechariah 12 to 14 and Daniel 11. The aspects of prophecy which have been fulfilled in a demonstrable way give us confidence of these prophecies of the future coming of God's kingdom in our time of the latter days. At the start of the book of Revelation, chapter 1 and verse 1, we are told that it is written for the true servants of the Lord Jesus Christ and that it is signified or encoded in symbol and that it would reveal events to shortly begin to unfold. It is an amazing prophecy, particularly when considered in the light of the continuous historic fulfilment of the various time periods held within it. When considering the time frames revealed, the Bible student will realise that they are living in the time just before the return of Christ, called the sixth vial, as recorded in Revelation chapter 16. We know we are living during this time because it begins with the drying up of the Turkish power, symbolised by the Euphrates in Revelation 16 
and verse 12. This began to take place during the turn of the 19th century and really came to a head when the British forces pushed the Ottomans out from Palestine during the First World War. The Euphratian power truly has evaporated from the vast territory it once boasted, a clear indicator that we are living in the sixth vile period. During this time period, Revelation 16 tells us that the nations are eventually gathered to the great battle of God Almighty, which will correspond with the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, just as the prophets of the Old Testament proclaimed. Bible student and founder of the now called Christadelphian movement, John Thomas, had this to say about prophecy in his book Elpis Israel on page 323. Quote, in ages past, God has had among the nations a people of his own. These are wise in the wisdom of God and venerate his word above all things. Though not his counsellors, he has graciously condescended to inform them what he intends to do before it comes to pass. Hence, it is testified by the prophet that, quote, the Lord God will surely do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets, end quote, Amos 3, verse 7. This revelation is made that his people's faith may be confirmed and enlarged. And that in every generation they may know the times and seasons to which they stand related. Knowing the signs, they are enabled to discern the times. And while consternation and dismay cause men's hearts to fail, they are courageous and rejoice in perceiving the approach of the kingdom of God. End quote. This Quotation shows the basis of motivation of Christadelphian Bible students to understand and discern Bible prophecy, to seek to appreciate the mind and purpose of God himself in what he has revealed to us in the Bible about events in our day and beyond through men who lived hundreds of years ago. Through good Bible reading and analysis, Christadelphians have amazingly looked for events to take place on the world stage before they have happened. For example, the drying up of the Ottoman power in the east and then the restoration of the Jews back to their homeland of Israel were events the community looked for and when they eventually took place, stimulated its members' faith and excitement. In 2 Peter 3, we read of the inspired Apostle Peter's words to the believers of his time. He is warning them of the soon overthrow of the Jewish age, which had been prophesied long ago by the prophets of Israel. We read in verse 17, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. And here is a clear example of enlightened believers being expected to be exhorted by events which would take place, which they knew would happen before those events would take place. John Thomas goes on to comment about this in Elpis Israel. Quote, 
From these premises, we may conclude that as the Lord has also revealed what is to come to pass in these latter days, it is both our duty and privilege to make ourselves acquainted with it, that our faith may grow and be strengthened, our affections be detached from the fleeting present and set more firmly on things to come, that our minds may be fortified against error and that we may be prepared to meet the Lord as those who have kept their garments and shall not be put to shame. Revelation 16:15. It is our own fault if we are not light in the Lord. He has plainly set before us what is happening in our day and what is yet to occur. Hence, while the priests of the state church are drowsily exclaiming while war and Political murders abound. Give us peace in our time, O Lord. And while peace societies are with infidel voices crying peace and safety, they who take heed to the prophetic word know before that the hour of God's judgment is come and that destruction is at the door. End quote. As John Thomas here hints at, being motivated by Bible prophecy is clearly expected of us. Why would our God reveal these things in the scriptures if it were not so? To be motivated by prophecy, though, one must seek to understand it, read it and be enlightened by it. So this is the reason for the Bible in the News Project and the reason for any follower of the Bible to be interested in prophecy. The reason the Bible student should continue to watch world events is because God is at work in the kingdoms of men. He has given us clues and markers which can encourage us as we await the return of his son from heaven. These clues can help to give us the incentives we need to continue to live lives which are in accordance with his holy precepts. The wise man of the Proverbs was inspired to pen these words in Proverbs 29, verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. It is therefore essential that we keep alive the vision of the coming kingdom, sharp in our mind's eye, knowing the state of the nations and watching as they slowly move into place helps us in this regard. Whether we are looking at the rise of Russia, the tensions in Syria, the discord in Egypt, the antagonism of Iran, the distancing of the UK from Europe or the continued despising of God's people of Israel. We can be encouraged by the fact that God is at work in the world in which we live. He is in sovereign control and will bring about the kingdom he promised of old to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and King David. The word for perish in this Proverbs reference is the word para, which can be translated as made naked or made loose. Being naked or loose is a symbol of sin. Consider how this links with the words of the Lord Jesus Christ in Revelation chapter 16. Just after describing the gathering of the nations to war in verse 14, the Lord Jesus Christ says, quote, Behold, I come as a thief 
Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Having on a garment is a symbol of those who have strived to overcome sin after the example of Christ and who have been granted eternal life. And you can see this by comparing Revelation chapter 3 verses 4 and 5 and Revelation chapter 19 verse 13 and 16. Therefore to keep your garments is to maintain a godly lifestyle, striving against the natural impulses of the flesh and seeking to transform one's mind by God's word, Romans chapter 12 verse 2, and to remain steadfast in the doctrines of God's truth. It is to ensure that we have truly put on Christ or clothed ourselves with Christ, as is mentioned in Galatians 3 verse 27. There is here a direct correlation between watching and keeping one's garments. And it is implied, therefore, that to fail to watch will mean a gradual nakedness creeping upon oneself. Of course, just watching the signs of the times in itself does not mean we will not be naked and that we will not sin. We have to watch the signs of the times and then relate them to day to day life so that we are watching ourselves through the lens of biblical principles. We have to keep that vision of God's kingdom and glory alive, lest we will be made naked in how we think and act. And the covering of Christ will be despised. We have to grow and give forth fruit to the glory of God. We have to adopt God's principles and manifest them as our own. In so doing, adopt God's righteousness as our own righteousness. Therefore, we encourage you to watch with us, to keep sharpening that vision in your mind's eye. Be confident about the role of Bible prophecy and be prepared for the coming of the Lord from heaven. An event which all the signs around point to as being something which will be happening very soon. Let us keep our minds fixed on the joy to come and let us live lives of grateful sacrifice to God. For as we read in Philippians 3 verses 20 to 21, for our constitution is in heaven from whence also we look for the Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. This has been Matt Davies joining you. Come back next week, God willing, at www.bibleinthenews.com to view world events in the light of Bible prophecy.